Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. We dropped this one on Friday like we always do, and I'm here and I'm ready to roll. I got my man, Ben. You know him at Brooklyn Barry Bright on IG. I wanted to have him on the pod today because I have been enjoying watching, looking, drooling over the football cards that are entering his page and that are that he is selling on his stories. I think there's this segment, the shiny stuff, finest chrome. These Hall of Fame guys that's not getting a lot of love, not getting a lot of attention. I'm in the mix here via Peyton Manning collecting. I'm beginning to look at other people, other collectors in the space go hard at this segment. So I wanted to have him on to talk about his collecting, his mentality, and how he's approaching that market. If you like what I'm doing over here, hit the subscribe button. Tell a damn friend that you're enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast. Without further ado, let's kick into the conversation what is up welcome back to the show we're going to be talking about football cards and we are not going to be talking about modern football cards in this one we are going to be talking about some hall of fame stuff some shiny serial numbered refractors Uh, i've been paying attention to this market it's catching my interest i have a collector on with me today who is deep in the weeds in this market and i said hey man let's Get you on the pod and let's talk a little bit about it. So I am joined by Ben. You might know him on Instagram at Brooklyn Barry Bright. I thought his name was Barry all the way up until we about hit record, but that's what we do with Instagram. We have these handles and we just were someone else at some point, but I had to ask him, I guess, welcome to the show, Ben. I'm excited to have you. Maybe give a, give a little bit of a quick origin story to the Instagram handle before we kick things off. Sure, Brett. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, I've been listening to you since the start, so I feel honored to uh, have me on. Really appreciate it. So yeah, I mean, I live in Brooklyn. Uh, Barry was my nickname when I was younger, and Bright I just chose for alliteration purposes, so it literally has very minimal meaning. Uh, people, uh, My name is actually Ben, but people call me Barry on IG, which is completely fine. So thanks for having me on there. I really appreciate it. With stacking slabs, I'm a fan of alliteration myself. So, <laughs> uh, I want to maybe start here. We, you, if you open up your page, like you've got some really cool cards of Hall of Fame football players, and I think that's kind of the area you collect. But I would say if there's one player above all else that I've noticed just through your collection, it's Ladanian Tomlinson. And you know, if you rewind the tape back on Ladanian Tomlinson's career, it's just insane and if he were playing now, I think he would be like the number one guy people would be talking about just based on his accolades. But he's not a guy in the hobby that I guess necessarily gets a ton of attention. And that's kind of this era of football players in general outside of a few. But maybe would you start here about with Ladanian Tomlinson? Like, obviously, he's Hall of Fame. He's awesome. One of the best backs ever. But maybe share some perspective on like what your connection is with LT. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I'm about 35, 36. I grew up watching him. Uh, I'm from New York. So I grew up a Giants fan. And, you know, I got just to give some background, I got back into collecting in 2020 during COVID. So take everything I say with a grain of salt. There are probably thousands of people that should be on here in front of me. So 
<laughs> just, you know, disclaimer. Um, so when I got back into collecting, I didn't really know who I wanted to collect. I was kind of aimlessly going over the place, just picking up random stuff. Um, I bought a bunch of Brady stuff. I was able to do well on that because at some point I decided I wanted to try to own the best cards of a player. You know, I wanted to have like the top collection I can make. I knew I would never get there with Brady. I just I completely missed the boat. Um, so what I did is just for a few months, I started looking at players' cards, nibbling here and there. And then I just decided I wanted to do LT because I was just, you know, he was a favorite player of mine growing up. He was on a lot of my fantasy teams. I really appreciate who he was and is as a person and also as a player. And when you just started looking at his uh, prices, it was insanely affordable. And then where I really made the jump was that at some point I was on IG and I saw that someone had the BGS 10 uh, pop one of the gold refractor from Bowman Chrome from his rookie year. And I started messaging with the guy and essentially we agreed on a price and he gave me three days to raise the funds. So at that point I decided, you know, this is it. I'm going to really, you know, commit to it. And I sold a bunch of stuff and was able to get that card and the uh, rest is history. And I just really felt that starting out with a very important card of a player uh, really would uh, fuel my desire to continue collecting him. And that's been going strong for about a year and a half. And um, I, I love LT. I love his cards. And uh, his market's a really fun market to play in because it's, it's not that expensive. And there are a few pretty diehard LT guys who we're very, you know, we're very close friends now. And we always communicate. And it's really cool to see the stuff they have. Because one of my buddies, Joe Montana, Collector 16, he has, he has cards of everyone. But he has some of the nicest LT rookie cards out there. And it's like buried on his page. like. 300 posts down, but you can find it. And there are people that have a lot of nice LT stuff. So that's where that, that came from. So you said something important there that I want to pick up on. And I think this is, would be good for the audience to consider is that, uh, especially with his return and where his cards were like Brady, when you're talking football cards, Brady's top of mind. You can't open up your Instagram feed without seeing dozens of Tom Brady, hardcore, passionate collectors. And you said, you know, like, I kind of missed the boat on this. And I think there are so many players that we see everyone post and we feel that way. It's like, well, I, I can't afford the, you know, equivalent of your, you know, Bowman Chrome rookie gold LT. So I'm going to go move on to another player with LT and collecting LT. Is it a combination of like, okay, Brady's too expensive, um, LT, if I'm looking at his whole, all of his releases, like I'm really into parallels and the products that he, uh, his cards were released in. I appreciate LT as a player when I was growing up. Is it just like a combination of all of those factors? I would say the most important thing to me is just, I really liked him as a player and a person. And I want to, you know, and I'm not going to collect someone who I don't, I'm not passionate about. And then secondly, on top of that, I really like the years that he played. I really like those sets. You know, I only collect him in a Chargers Uni and I only do playing years. So I really focus on 01 to 09. And I really love those years of football. I'm slowly getting into the late 90s stuff with some other players. Um, but I, I think those were the two, the main things that drove me with number one being that I really uh, wanted to collect LT after I did a bunch of you know research, learned the sets and, you know, all that stuff. Because mind you, when I started doing LT, I was only back into the hobby for about a year or so, roughly. So have you found that digging into the 
into LT, digging into some of those products, digging into some of those parallels, you understand them through the lens of LT, but then because you like the card or the product, then you start looking at other players that you appreciate in those sets and you start kind of going down that rabbit hole. Is, is that, has that happened to you just starting with LT, but kind of spiraled out to other players? Oh yeah. It's definitely spiraled out of control on a few times <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's continuing to do so. There, there are certain sets that I think anyone who collects in this era will almost agree completely. If you talk to anyone like 05 and 06 finest, I think are two of the favorite sets for anyone who collects in this era. And then um, I particularly like the O2 finest uh, with the gold refractors to 25, and the X factors to 20. And, you know, I have saved searches just for those sets. And if someone pops up that I like, you know, I'll, I'll just grab that card just to have, and it could potentially be used to trade for LT or something else down the road. And then I can enjoy that card in the meantime. But absolutely. I think that's the fun part is that you learn about one player and then you can branch off into other players and maybe related sets, things like that. So absolutely. Yes. So you, you mentioned finest, which I would say like, I don't know, I'm uh, I just posted a, a 2010 uh, Manning gold refractor today that I just got. I love finest. And I, I don't know, I feel like Chrome gets all the headlines of the big sales, but finest is sneaky. And you, you mentioned O2. Maybe for anyone who is unaware, like dig into why O2 at finest is significant and those parallels. And I'll say like, I just think that the design and the cards kick ass, but like talk a little bit about just the parallels and why, why they're significant. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the first and foremost is I, I like you, I like the design. I know that some people uh, critique it because they say there's not enough gold. Um, I know some people like just to have a card full of gold, which I appreciate as well. But I just really love the way the card is designed with uh, the team match for the color background. So like, you know, Brett Favre has the green background, like the 49ers have the red, you know, Peyton has blue, you know, LT has blue. Um, so it's just really, I, I find them to be beautiful. And then on top of that, there's a scarcity component as well. Um, you have the base refractor, which is the 250. But then you have the gold, which is the 25, and then you have what's called the hot box X Fractor to 20. And these are very hard to come by. I know a lot of old school collectors that hoarded these um, back when they first came out just because of the scarcity of them. So they're very hard to come by. Um, and, and that's been a set that I've been really, you know, going after just for players, you know, Hall of Fame players that I enjoyed growing up as a kid. So I personally like the, the O2 finest a lot. So when you're when you're digging into I I guess the Hall of Fame players outside of LT, is it for this I guess who are some of those players and is it for the same reason why you're buying LT because you grew up and these are players you watched and and appreciated? Absolutely. So I I have some Manning stuff uh, as you know I have I've been dabbling with uh, Moss. Uh, you know I picked up some you know Emmett Smith recently. So, I mean, just any player that I grew up watching who I enjoy and who I would like to have that card in my PC, then, then I'll grab it. And, you know, I may change my mind a few months later, uh, but, you know, if it's a set that I know and I'm comfortable with, you know, then I'll, I'll definitely grab that player. Absolutely. So you uh, maybe talk a little bit about, which I didn't realize this until we were talking before we hit record, but you, I think, had a nice little haul and I commented on, uh, you've been doing some story sales and uh, not, usually when I see a story sale, I just like 
I clicked through real quick and I'm just like looking for Manning stuff. But when I saw yours, I like stop. I was like, I rewound it like four times and it was like debating, do I need this card? But it was everything caught my attention because they were for the most part play hall of fame players in sets that I really liked that I had Manning cards or Manning parallels. And so there were cards I'd never seen. And so it caught my attention. So maybe like talk a little bit about your kind of, acquisition like maybe some of the cards that made up that lot and what what you're kind of trying to do with it yeah so i try just to give background i try to keep the the best i can the hobby self-funded so if i see something that i think i can flip for for like maybe you know 20 30 bucks i'll I'll do that so i try to keep it i'm always looking for something to you know build up the bankroll so i can buy an lt or or someone else on pc so and then one thing i've heard many other people hobby vets say before is always ask the question do you have anything else so i came across an individual and i asked that question and he said oh yeah i have a bunch of other stuff and uh this guy had an extensive uh finest collection and him and i worked out probably three or four deals over the past i would say month and it's probably the most i've ever spent on cards in my entire life and so what I did is I had to sell uh, the ones that just or players I didn't collect just to fund the ones that I'm keeping. Um, so I I found and a lot of these cards are pretty insane. I mean I was able to get the and I'm going to post these at some point, um, but I was able to get the O2 finest gold for for Manning, LT, Moss, Favre, Smith. I got the X Fractor for Moss. I was also able to get the O3 finest gold, the one to fifty for Moss just incredible stuff that it would have taken me years if not maybe never able to get these cards before because especially with the manning gold refractor as you know someone who specializes in manning like people don't want to let this go i found another copy before and made very strong offers on it like i think above market and that the guy was interested in selling it and again this all just came about from me just asking you know do you have anything else that you're looking to and i've heard that from many people before on other podcasts and that's what led to this incredible haul. So the I have found, and I don't know if you can relate, Ben, but this community of people who uh, spend a majority of their time buying Hall of Fame football players, whether it's individually player collect or doing what you're doing and digging into awesome sets and parallels and buying several Hall of Fame players. These are like the people that I meet who are uh, operating in these circles, like are some of the best people in the hobby and i don't know what it is but like football collectors who focus in on hall of fame people like there's something there where it's we all kind of are on the same page it's this nostalgia thing it's this these cards like aren't to the moon right now and we can buy them and enjoy them and trade and collect have you found through just like your exploration into this that you're connecting with kind of a different group of people, I would say, that aren't necessarily the ones that are sharing a bunch of flashy stuff all the time, but are kind of collectors at heart and really good people. Yeah, absolutely. There's a few guys who we text uh, each other probably every day, uh, probably at least 10 to 20 times a day, just about, hey, do you see this sale? You see that sale? Uh, two of the guys who probably been the most influential in educating me and getting me up to speed would be Mike from Joe Montana Collector 16 and then Caleb uh, Power Wheels 33. Uh, both of them have incredible collections, uh, die hard collectors. 
And the, the interesting thing is that they they have kind of different approaches. Mike does Hall of Fame players of you know mainly 49er stuff, but he has like amazing cards of basically any Hall of Fame player you can think of. Just go to his page. It, it will take you days to go through it because he has hundreds of posts. And you'll just find incredible stuff on there. Like I was looking through his page when we first started talking, like buried down, it has like six likes from a few years ago. Is the um for Bowman Chrome, LT's rookie year 2001, they had an autograph issue, um, an on-card auto that doesn't have serial number, but they think it's around 25. And the issue with those is that the autograph uh, is notoriously awful. A lot of them fade. And he has one that has like the biggest bold auto you ever see on a car. I think it was a BGS 95 with a 10 auto. And it's just sitting there with like six lights. And he got that car like four or five years ago. It's just been sitting. I mean, it's a beautiful card. And he just has that hundreds of thousands of other cards. And then uh, Caleb has a different approach. Um, he is a, a Brady guy. And he selected, like I always call him like surgical with a selection. Like he rarely buys a card. But if he does, uh, I mean, just go look at his page. He has like several very high value Brady cards that he bought for like pennies on the dollar years ago. And they just have very different approaches, but you can learn something from everyone. Um, and those are two guys who I appreciate immensely. They're super guys, super thoughtful, and they become my friends, you know, outside of just, you know, the hobby. I, I would definitely consider them close friends in general. That's awesome. Um, what would you recommend? to people that maybe collect a current player or two, but, you know, here's, hear this conversation and was, you know, played Madden growing up, like watched CBS and Fox and watch Madden and Summerall and watch all these players play and like are listening to this and getting a little nostalgic and are like, you know what, like maybe because no one's really talked about this era of collecting too much. I just haven't paid much of attention. What, what kind of advice do you have for people that might be like digging into Hall of Fame football collecting in this era? Like what kind of feedback, what kind of approach, like what would you tell them to do? Definitely find someone uh, whose page that you like and just message them and ask them to chat. I mean, like I said, I've only been back in this for two years. I came, I, I did this as a kid. I didn't have anything worth anything when I came back to my boxes like during COVID. So I just reached out to people and just asked them questions. And especially with the, the group of guys uh, uh, who collect this era, 99% of them are just nice people that just want to chat football or and chat cards. Um, very rarely do I message someone with a question they don't get back to me. Um, so I would just explore and, and just ask questions. And it, as long as you show a true interest in the card and the player, um, and you're not looking just to make a quick buck, people will talk to you. Uh, I mean, I would definitely say it's it's a pretty close knit group of people who collect this you know era of football, and especially once you get to a certain player, there's you know like obviously certain players have a lot more, but like you know for these kind of more off the beat path Hall of Fame players, there's not too many collectors for each one. So you'll quickly find out who collects them. You'll probably become you know friendly with them. Do you do you have a uh, favorite favorite parallel from this era? <laughs> That's a that's a tough one. Um, I would have to think about. I mean, uh, do, do you? Let me ask you this first. Do, do do you have one? I you know I think it I think it kind of comes from a place of once you own a card that you really love, it's hard to. I don't know that to me it immediately becomes like a top three or a top favorite, and I I think it goes back to like the O two finest X fractor like 
having the Manning, knowing the there's only 20 copies, like if I'm pulling open my case, that's a card I'm grabbing out because it kind of dances and it's just beautiful. So that card stands out to me. Um, any uh, like the 03 Tops Chrome X Fractor, the gold X Fractor stand out to me. I don't know. I like the shiny stuff. So if it's shiny, yeah. like you said, the Bowman, the, the Bowman Chrome gold stuff, like doesn't get enough, doesn't get enough credit. I think in the community for how like gorgeous those cards are. Yeah. Especially I think for 2004 uh, for Bowman Chrome gold, I think a lot of people would agree. That's probably one of the better years. Um, I mean, just like, I really like the O2 finest. Um, that's something I really, I really like. Um, obviously, because I have a lot of the, the, the cars. I also like the 0506 extractors. Um, I have a few of those, and I really find those to be to be beautiful cards. You know, other ones I'll throw out there that I would say are off the beaten path that really not many people talk about. I like the 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 Dunruss season stat line. They had that those for a few years, like 99, 2000, and 2002. You can find some pretty cool low serial number uh, Hall of Fame player cards. Those are pretty cool. You know, the, the Brady card I used to own, very low pop, very low serial number. I remember winning that thing. I was like the only bidder on it. <laughs> I thought it was crazy for like a few hundred bucks. But yeah, so, and then also too, I like the elite status and aspirations for the early year, like 99 and 2000. I like mm. those years a lot. It kind of goes downhill later on in my opinion, but there's those first few years are really, really awesome. Um, I have a Moss of that from 99 the one number to, to 16 and I have a, a, the Manning number to uh, 18 for 2000. So those are pretty, you can find like just random stuff that really no one talks about. And you know, if, if you like number one priorities, you got to like it and you got to enjoy it. And if you do it, just, just go for it. I was telling you that it, there's a card that you have by the time this goes live that I'm, I'm, <laughs> I might make a play on, but the, it's for me, it's like Peyton stuff. If there's, nothing I want because I have very specific list. Now it's um, getting into Edger and James and Marvin Harrison cards, both hall of famers, but I dig in and what blew my mind was going in and being like, all right, if I've got this Manning, I'm gonna, how can I pair it with this Harrison and James? How, let me go find these cards. And then once you find the equivalent, and you just look at the price di uh, discrepancy and I'm not saying like Marvin or Ed should be anywhere close to Peyton, but it's literally like making purchases that you don't even think about because it's like, I have this badass card in a Manning. Like why wouldn't I grab a edge or a Marvin? And then you're, I'm doing that. And then in the back of my head, I see people like you posting other players that I appreciate. And then all of a sudden it's like, Holy shit. Like why, why wouldn't I start a, a hall of fame collection? Like these are all people that, I really appreciate. So I, I guess I like, I say that cause I want to like emphasize to me, it just seems like so much of what the hobby is chasing are high end out of this world expensive. But like, to me, I, you can have just as much fun collecting rare and scarce parallels of players that you had their, your Jersey, you wore their Jersey to school growing up. And it's like, you know, 50 to a hundred bucks. And I, you're just like, what? Like, I can't believe it costs this much. You can definitely collect some of these like old school. I mean, Curtis Martin is someone I don't collect him or, but some of his stuff sitting out there is just insanely cheap. 
I mean, he's got an X fractor, an O2 finest X fractor. <laughs> I think it's in a PSA nine. It's been sitting out there for like a month and a half. I just can't believe no one's bought that thing. Yet. What's like, it listed just, at? Cause I saw it too. I think at 99 OBO. Um, it's insane. I mean, it has to be like a pop one or something, but like there's a certain players that just people is, I guess don't collect, but he's, he's someone who's just insanely cheap. I mean, just throwing it out there. Cause I've seen that, that car. I've almost bought that car. Same, same. I, I just saw the price. It was like, this is nothing for a hall of fame guy. And there's 20 copies. Yeah. You can find. And I, and I think your point is well taken about, like, I know you have the Manning, you know, finest X Factor, the 2402. If you find a set and you enjoy it. And also, I also like the idea of it not being too readily available. I think the scarcity aspect adds a lot of fun to it that you're chasing it. You're, you're trying to define the card. And, um, I think just a, a lot of times just the journey itself is, is a lot of the fun too. No doubt. Do you, do you do any collecting with a- active players at all? No, I used to, I dabbled because Calvin really has been on my fantasy team for a long time. I dabbled in it, got some of this stuff. And then during the season, I just got so nervous. Like I was, it just wasn't fun. Like to me, the hobby is an escape. It's uh, an escape from work and life and to just, you know, have fun. And I was getting nervous. I'm like, it was just such a small percentage of my collection. I'm like, no, I'm just going to sell these things and, and look what ended up happening. So no, I don't collect any active players to answer your question. Yeah. You know, I, I can relate at some level with my, um, liquidation of my Carson Wentz PC <laughs> now that he spent one year in Indianapolis. But like, to me, there's a level of stress when you're like watching these players play and if they don't have a good game then you see what people are saying on instagram and it's just whole combination of stuff and i'm not saying like don't buy current players but what i'm saying is like sometimes players if you just go look and study someone's career like sometimes like that's a lot more fun and a lot less stressful and i look at your page and you're someone that is doing that so i just think it's can be if you're busy, you got family, you got a busy job, like collecting Hall of Fame football players could be a good avenue to go down. Yeah, especially because I'm not in for the money, but at the same time, I don't want my stuff to, to lose value if I ever need to get rid of it or if my you know, family needs to get rid of it eventually. So um, it just, it's less stress and, you know, to each his own or her own. So um, everyone does it their own way. And this is just the way that I enjoy doing it. You got to tell me. Uh, I'm sure you have some good acquisition stories, but I, I don't know if there's a story that accompanies this. You have shared it with me. And before we talked, I went back and took a look at it. You do have a LTO6 Finest Super Fractor autograph, which is a pretty bad. Do you still have that card? I do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is a pretty special card. Um, not every day. You, I'm a Super Fractor fan. So Super Fractor of a Hall of Famer. That's like double bonus points to me talk a little bit maybe about you picking up that card this is if there's a story behind it anything you want to share there yeah so that one just popped up popped up on ebay um i forget when exactly but it was listed really high i think it was listed at like 1300 obo which is oh man really pretty card um but yeah it was just listed really high and um it's just like a typical ebay negotiation back and forth where um, one thing that I've, I found to be kind of a useful trick is that when you go to make an offer, you can see how many offers are pending. So I do that constantly. Mm-hmm. So if, if I, I, when I made the offer, I saw no one else had made an offer. Um, and then I had my buddies check it every few hours just to see if anyone else made an offer. 
And, and long story short is I was able to get that for a frack, you know, like, I, I think that card cost me maybe like 500 bucks or something. Um, you know, and you know, that's a lot of money, but at the same time, it's a card that, uh, I may never been able to see again. Um, you know, someone may stash it away and, you know, I just want to, I, I want to try to have as many significant cards, um, for LT that I can. Because my, my buying initially was very hot and heavy because there's just so much stuff sitting out there because no one was buying his stuff. And, um, you know, after I went through all that, I've been really just trying to hone in on uh, cards that have significance. Um, a few that I picked up, I, I got this bad boy recently. This is a, a National Treasure from 2008, uh, Shield Patch uh, 101. Now, um, I know like Drake has talked about this before too with like Shield Patches and um, I've always loved shield patches. And if you just look through, you know, if you end up collecting a Hall of Fame player, just go go through Beck and see if you can figure out how many shield patches there are. Um, LT has a lot where there's other people on the card. Like one had like Felix Jones on it. I saw a pop up. But there's like, I think there's maybe only like 25 to maybe say 40 at most uh, shield patch cards from his playing days. Um, prob- it's probably closer to 25. So um, I saw this pop up. And, you know, I moved, you know, within like minutes to, to get it. So I, I just try to do the sniffing of cards that, you know, mean something to me and also have some historical significance. I love that. Maybe we close here. I think over the last 12 months, um, just with football cards in general, I think it started with Mahomes Brady Super Bowl and then ran through this year. And still I'm looking at card ladder and I'm looking at some, what some of these modern cards are doing. And it's, it's wild. And it's, it makes sense to me because the amount of eyeballs that these games get on the regular fantasy gambling, people are so attached to their team that football cards, I think certainly over the, they've always been a thing, but I would say they, they've definitely arrived within the last year. Would you anticipate like people jumping in and exploring this hall of fame segment at a higher, like as a trickle down to people going nuts, buying Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, or do you think, more just people will continue just to stay focused on some of the active stuff. And I know like there's no right answer forecast or prediction, but you're someone who's in it and just trying to see if you you've caught any momentum from people asking you questions or other people that you're connecting with. I have no idea what the answer to that question will be, but I will say that I, I have noticed like in the markets that I, you know, go in, I do think there has been some uptick in some of the prices I do think that there is more interest and I think it's just inevitable. You know, the, the more people that come to the hobby, I think especially people like our age, like mid thirties, I, I do think that eventually it will be, maybe there'll be more people in it. But at the same time, I think there's always that kind of gambling, want to invest type culture aspect to the new players. So I think there's always going to be a group of people that just always gravitate to those uh that segment of the hobby. Yeah, I'm with you. Let, uh, hang out and, and buy cards at affordable uh, clip for a, a while. Everyone, you can check him out. Brooklyn Barry Bright. He's got some killer story sales that I've been checking out. Um, so go check out his page. Give him a follow. Ben, thank you so much, man. This was a ton of fun. Thanks, Brett. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Such a good conversation. I love talking to a fellow football collector. What do you think about collecting Hall of Fame guys like LaDainian Tomlinson, the shiny, the scarce, the rare stuff, all that goodness? Are you collecting it currently? Are you listening to this pod? Tag me in some photos. Share your cards on IG. Tag me. I'd love to see those heaters. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. 
You know I'll be back next week with more Stacking Slabs. Peace out, everyone.